You're listening to audio from New Horizon Worship Center, located in Waco, Georgia. If you would like additional resources, please visit us online at www.NewHorizonWorshipCenter.org. Just a, a little background. Um, Dusty, uh, as, as Rebecca said, is, is uh, up in Dahlonega this weekend. Um, he asked me a couple of months ago to speak, and... Um, and, and I knew that I was going to be speaking at, at the youth camp, and, and so I really kind of intentionally tried to push this out of my mind till after youth camp. I, I really am like one-track mind. It just works better for me. Um, and Dusty and I never talk about what he is going to talk about. So last week, Dusty gave what was for me a very powerful message on fear. And, and, and dealing with that and addressing that. And a couple of days after youth camp, I felt like God was speaking to me about a particular passage in Philippians. Um, and I really tried to, to pray it away. Because it's a, it's a passage that's very personal for me. And, and I, I don't want to talk about it. Um, Partly because I don't want to be a hypocrite, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest about it this morning. Um, but 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 partly because I feel like a failure sometimes. And in the passages, it's Philippians chapter four, verse six and seven. I think it is. It's on anxiety. Um, I didn't realize until a couple of days ago. How much, as I was just been praying through this and writing stuff down, how much of it, it, it kind of felt like a part two to Dusty's message last week. And um, it, it's almost kind of become a game with us that, that God always seems to make it make sense, even without us trying. Uh, so it's, it, it's, it, 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 it's cool. Um, but again... All the glory to God, because we certainly didn't plan this. Um, I, I have a history, a family history of anxiety, of, of I guess clinically it's, medic, or it's uh, mental health disorders. Um, obsessive compulsive disorder is very common in my family. Depression. Um, Anxiety attacks. Um, I mean, anxiety attacks to the point that that people can't go out in public from time to time. Um, It's there's a history there. So when I read Philippians chapter four, and depending on what what version, it says, "Be careful for nothing, or be anxious for nothing." That's a hard word for me to hear because it's personal. It's, it's, it's something that, that I have, have struggled with my, virtually my entire life. Um, I was just thinking about just some uh, examples uh, of things that I've, I've done. And when, when I was in my 20s... Um, Jackie and I were living at 
in Lithia Springs. I was working at Six Flags. And I don't know how many times that I got about halfway to work and turned around and drove back home to make sure that the coffee pot was turned off. I, 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 I don't know that I ever found it turned on. It was always off. But I would, I would panic. Throughout the day, again, just back in my 20s, I, back when people had like phones at their house and a little box with a little blinking red light on it to let you know if you had a message, I would call my house and wait for the answering machine to pick up. Because I knew if the answering machine picked up that my house was still there. I, I did. I, I don't, I, I don't, yeah. do I need to sit down now? <laughs> um, fear of water. Uh, Dusty talked a lot about phobias last week. I, I had a, I, I still have a pretty healthy respect for water. Um, it took it took Jackie 25 years to convince me to go on a cruise because I was afraid to be on a ship in the ocean. I was afraid to be in a kayak in a stream, much less, you know, in 10,000 foot deep waters in the middle of the Gulf. A lot of fears, a lot of fear of flying. I, I, I can still remember the first time I ever got on an airplane. Jackie, this was back before 9-11 when people could actually go all the way to the gate with you. And Jackie had, had come with me and my boss to get on a plane to fly to Phoenix. And when they allowed us to board, I just stood up, I kissed her goodbye, and I just walked. Because I knew if I didn't get on the plane now, that I was probably going to get fired. That, that I would not be able to do it. And I get on the plane, and we're coming into Phoenix to land, and we, my boss and I were on the aisle. The aisle was in between us. And, and as we're coming into land, all of a sudden, from beneath me, I hear this just, this noise. And I grabbed the handles of the seats, and I turned and looked at Mike. And he looked at me, smiling. He's like, Doug, that's, that's the landing gear. He said, that's a good noise. If, we, if you don't hear that, we got problems. So I, I didn't know. I was, I was afraid, and for years and years and years, anxiety about things that might happen, fears about things that might occur, just ruled my life. And, and it took years of, of counseling to deal with addictions and counseling to deal with emotions and with anger. And, and, and it took sitting down and having some honest conversations with my family about things that they were dealing with that we didn't talk about. And, and so I felt like something was wrong with me because I didn't know that there was, uh, there's a whole history of this. And, and, and once we had those conversations and I began to realize what was going on, things began to change for me. 
And it's, it's taken years of, of winning battles and losing battles and going forward and, and coming back and God giving me victory over something for a season and then it comes back again. But it's, it's not just me. That's, that's what I'm realizing. I read a story this week about a, uh, a grandmother who was taking a flight for the first time. She was going to visit her family. They had booked a flight. She was nervous. She'd never been on an airplane before. Said she was worried about the plane being able to hold her up. And so she gets on it. She flies and they land. She gets off and goes to meet her family. And they were like, hey, Granny, how was the flight? She said, it was good. It was okay. They said, well, did, did the plane hold you up okay? And she said, they said that she looked at him and said, yeah, it did. But I never really put my full weight down in the seat. And, and that's the way we are. You know, we, we like to have this illusion of control. Because I'm, I'm you know, <laughs> hovering over the, uh, the plane seat, then, then I'm, I'm helping the plane get me to its destination. When the reality is, is that whatever plane we're in, God is holding it. God is supporting us. God is moving us to the place that we're going. And, and we, may, we may feel like we're helping God, but, but God, we'll read it shortly, but... The Bible says that God sits in heaven and does what He pleases. God's, God's active. God is doing the work. But it's, it's not just me and Granny either. Just some quick statistics. This, some of this stuff just blew my mind this, this week. It says anxiety has become the number one mental health issue in North America says it's estimated that one-third of the North American adult population experience, experiences anxiety, unwellness-related issues. So this isn't just an anxiety about one thing. It's, it's a persistent anxiety. It says that uh, uh, anxiety disorders cost the U.S. more than 42 billion dollars per year and this was from about 10 years ago it was the most recent statistics I could find 42 billion dollars or about one-third of the total mental health bill in in the United States is to deal with anxiety 42 billion dollars as of last year 105 of the 192 countries in the world have a gross domestic product of less than $42 billion. So we spend more dealing with anxiety than 105 countries produce in the whole country. Started to say, that's insane. A recent survey, this is personal for me, 
so don't laugh too much. Um, a recent survey showed 41% of employees from a range of industries reported high levels of anxiety in the workplace. Another report found that more than half of college students sought help for their anxiety issues. More than half of our young people. Those who experience anxiety have a very high propensity for drug abuse and addictions. Just looking for a way to cope. Two of the top ten prescribed medications in the United States are to treat anxiety-related issues. Two of the top ten. It was over $5 billion. That's a lot. Those who have an anxiety condition, see if this sounds like you or just someone like you. They often feel out of control of their life and health. They experience higher levels of overall stress. They often, feel, they often struggle with low self-esteem. They feel nervous in many social situations. They have difficulty managing pressure, have higher expectations of themselves and others. Feel returned love is performance-based. They often have unhealthy boundaries, are often workaholics, are more often sick. They often have unhealthy relationships. They visit the doctor more often. They tax the medical system. They're more likely to take medications. They're more likely to have other health problems. They're overall more unhappy. They experience erratic emotional behaviors often quick to get angry, regularly feel unsettled, regularly feel overwhelmed, feel disconnected or detached from reality and life, often feel they are just on the edge of losing control. See, we think we have control. Often aren't reliable, become inward focused and dwell on their health condition and personal problems may jump from relationship to relationship in search of perfection, may jump from job to job because of higher stress levels, may live a restricted lifestyle within their self-imposed safe zones. They feel life is passing them by. In these last two, question their faith and God's presence in their lives and feel at a distance from God. That's, that's what anxiety does to a person. And in Philippians chapter 4, Paul says, be careful for nothing, or be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, should keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. And I just want to camp out here for a little while. Because I feel like in the last two or three weeks that God has brought me into and through and over and under some stuff that, that I feel like I have a, a better understanding of this than I've, than I've ever had. And I, and I hope that it helps you. 
as much as, as I feel like it's, it's, it's helped me. Again, 30% of, of, of the adults in the United States suffer with anxiety. So, so if you look to your left and look to your right, it's one of you. You can figure that out. <laughs> so it says, be careful for nothing. That, that word careful, this is a verse that, that, that I've kind of struggled with. Um, but to get a better understanding of that word careful, if you go to Luke chapter 10, verse uh, 38, it's the story of Jesus coming to visit Mary and Martha. It says, now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village. He is Jesus. And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. She had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone. Bitter, therefore, that she helped me. So, so Jesus comes to town. And, and, and when Jesus comes, he's got his 12 disciples that we know their names. And he's got another 60 disciples that we don't know most of their names. And there's people following him. It's, this isn't just, you know, Jesus stopping by for Sunday dinner. It's, it's, it's Jesus and his whole posse coming through town. And, and so Martha wanting to be a good hostess is busy, trying to take care of everybody, trying to make sure that things are handled, trying to make sure there's enough. And Mary is just camped out at Jesus' feet, just listening. It says you just listen to the Word. And, and so I think it's funny you got Jesus sitting here talking. You got Mary sitting at his feet, and Martha comes up. It's not like I don't think Martha got Jesus and like drug him off to a back room. She's standing there. Do you see this? Do you see what I'm doing, Jesus, and what she's doing? Make her help me. I need some help. There's all this stuff to be done. And Jesus answers her and says, "Martha, Martha, thou art careful, anxious." And troubled about many things. Paul said, be anxious for nothing. Jesus says, Martha, you're, you're anxious about all sorts of stuff. But one thing is needful. One thing is necessary, Martha. And Mary has chosen that good thing. And it's not going to be taken away from her. One thing is necessary. Not all the stuff that you're distracted by. 